0: They do have a timeout. The timeout is a out for
1: hey. Hey. The hey. Hey. against the wall. Steph Curry delivers. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catching Dubs podcast. We're your host. I'm Ethan, and I am joined by my duo, my Splash Bro, and my co-host, Zach, my guy. I mean... What a performance that was, out of Steph, um, a masterpiece. I guess that's one of his best games in the finals. Um, you can say Game Three against Toronto, twenty nineteen, or you can say Game Five against the Cavs in twenty fifteen. But
0: I ain't trying to interrupt you, but I'm afraid that I'm not going to count Game Three against Toronto because that was a loss.
1: I know, but, but it, it was up there,
0: probably one of the greatest playoff performances I've seen out of any NBA player in my lifetime. I still remember I was 12 years old and I remember watching glimpses of that game six against Boston, Miami, LeBron on the road. That was one hell of a performance. Um, But in recent memory, I, I still think that that was a top 10 player of all time type of performance by Steph Curry, to walk into the hostile environment TD Garden Boston is and to just put up 43 points, 10 rebounds, four assists. He had seven – I think he had seven threes. Yeah,
1: seven three-pointers.
0: Seven threes, and to put that team on his back – because you realistically look at it. The second best player on the floor was Andrew Wiggins because he had 15 boards, 16 boards, 15 boards, 16 boards. Um, Draymond was non-existent again. Clay Are you was, surprised by that? We'll get into that, but Clay, Clay was <laughs> eh. Jordan Poole had some good minutes in the first half. Besides that, it was Steph. It was a carry job. <laughs> Steph just putting the Warriors on his back and saying, let me take you to the promised land and. Now they're two wins away from his fourth title. I mean, from Steph Clay and Draymond's fourth title, fourth title in um freaking seven, eight years. So you know it's special. But there's two more wins to go. So
1: yeah, I mean, job's not finished. But I mean, I feel like this was like the biggest game throughout this season. I feel like in I wouldn't say Warriors like this run throughout the dynasty, but like it's up there as like the biggest game of the season because. If you go down 3-1 in the finals, it's pretty much wrapped um, because the only series where a 3-1 comeback happened was LeBron in 2016. And I don't want to get into that, but it would be such a hill, a big hill to climb down 3-1. So to come into the TD Garden, like you said, to drop 43 was special, but we'll get into this game. Um, Before the game started, there was an interesting starting lineup change with um, Otto Porter coming in and replacing looney did you like that move because the warriors were getting killed in the paint by robert williams and al horford and to take out looney just to go small i don't know how i felt about that i was like kind of against it because of the lack of size but it showed in the first five minutes of that game where they were got pummeled on the glass for like five minutes and then they had to sub in looney so do you like that move zach to put auto in fish
0: don't fix something that's not broken and Kevin Looney being the starting lineup wasn't the problem, but I understand Steve Kerr trying to mix it up um, because you saw in the first three games, besides in game two where the Warriors are getting pummeled on the glass all night. And I think it's going to be more of this. I think that's just how the series has been going, how it will continue. Um, I think the Celtics have that advantage, and I think that's just how it's going to be, and the Warriors just have to fight to the death to live off of that, I guess. I mean, I'm not... I just didn't really understand the move, but, you know...
1: We got the experiment still happening in the finals.
0: (laughs) I mean, Kevron Looney, I think, deserves to start. I think he's shown that He can get 22 rebounds in a game, which he has in the postseason. Um, So I mean, I I wouldn't change, I wouldn't do that again. But I mean, I don't understand why he did that. But you know, Steve, man, top 15 coach of all time, as 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 the experts say. So I mean, trust the process.
1: I mean, Steve Kerr showed showed why he was a top 15 coach. (laughs)
0: that at all.
1: That's okay. But it's
0: all I'm saying is that just keep the starting lineup the way it is, honestly.
1: Yeah, I agree with that too. Um, and with the whole top 15 coach, Steve Kerr showed why he was a part of that because Draymond Green has been terrible. Let's be honest, he's been terrible throughout this finals. And Steve Kerr decided to bench Draymond with seven minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. And the Warriors basically had a good run. To put them up um, in that span. And I feel like that was a great move. It's a gutsy move to put one of your, your big guys, part of the big three, on the bench. So I feel like that was such a great move. Uh, <laughs> and at the moment, I was like, you know, get Dream on off the floor because he's been terrible. But I mean, when you look back on that game, like that's got to be like the biggest, like a queen chess move or something, that game. And that moment. So, I mean, Zach, I mean, in the moment when JMO got benched for those – and that seven-minute mark. <laughs> I know we were we were watching that game together. <laughs>
0: Did you? I mean, I, I, it's, it's the smart thing to do. You don't put your – even though he's your, one of your core blue guys, if he's not playing well, you don't play him. And I think Steve Kerr, like you said – Put all of his ego and best player. You have to play your best player, even though they're playing like crap. Narrative aside, put Jordan Poole in the game for offense. And look what happened. They went on a little bit of a run. They took the lead. They ended up winning the game. And Draymond was... I wouldn't say stellar because he hasn't been stellar all series, but he was solid during some points of those stretches when he came back on the floor to play defense. Um, I don't know what's wrong with Draymond. I don't think anyone knows what's wrong with Draymond. I don't think his mom even knows what's wrong with him, as she expressed on Twitter. So, I mean, I think you just got to give all props to Steve Kerr for Put him on, putting him on the bench when he needed to be on the bench during some possessions because he just wasn't. He, he just hasn't been good all series, and I think what he needs to do the rest of the series is, at this point, just get the ball on the just get the ball on Steph, Clay, or Jordan Pool, anyone but his hands offensively because Warrior when he's on the floor. And I'm repeating myself from last year. They're, they're pretty four on five. It it, it's, it is what it is. I understand in game five against Dallas, he had 17 points and he was extremely aggressive. And then he tried to up that in game one where he shot like 12 times and none of them went in besides two. Um, and then he's just been, he was okay in game two. Game three, he was, I don't know how to put it, but.
1: He was like, Rock bottom.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to use any expletives, but he was garbage. And then game four, he was okay, but still garbage. Um, So I think I would not be opposed to Steve Kerr if the game is in a tight, neck-and-neck, two-three-point game, fourth quarter, season's on the line. You want to put Jordan Poole in, you want to put GP2 in, and Draymond's not playing well, I wouldn't have a problem with that. And I think that's what sticks out to me the most is that the season was on the line, and you're taking out one of the greatest defensive players of this decade out of the game and putting in a third year player in Jordan Poole in the game. With the season on the line, that takes that's a th- that takes a lot of guts and a lot of balls to do that as a head coach, and got to give all the options. It, props it paid play. off, and it paid off. It paid
1: off. I feel like the the pointing out to Draymond struggles because Draymond's biggest strength is when the Warriors are in a four on three after the defense blitzes staff off a double team. That's when Draymond is at his best. I feel like because the Celtics are playing. Drop coverage against Steph. If you guys don't know what drop coverage is for those people who are listening is when a big man, when coming off his pick and roll usually is behind the three point line. They don't come up on Steph. They just kind of sit there like behind the arc because of that. um, It forces Steph to basically beat the Celtics by himself and it neutralizes Draymond because he is a non-factor on the offensive end. Um, it kind of reminds me of like the whole James Harden uh, uh, stuff. Where, where um, the Warriors basically did the same thing. Where they said, we want James Harden to beat us all by himself. We're just going to stop everyone around us. And although it kind of worked in game four. Um, Steph still went nuclear. Um, do you expect the Celtics to continue running drop coverage with the way Steph has been playing, even though everyone around him has pretty much struggled this entire series?
0: Yeah, probably. I'd still like... I would like to see more pick-and-rolls from the Warriors. I didn't see a lot of that in Game 4.
1: It was 43%, I think, of possessions was pick-and-roll with Steph.
0: It's I think percent It should be, like, 80 to 90. It should be 70 to 80%. When you have a mismatch with Al Horford, I mean, that's easy money for Steph. That's just great in separation, step back three, and when he's hot, that's going in.
1: Um, also, no, too, the blow-bys, too. People I say, like...
0: Point out that, that performance in game four was against the number one defensive-rated team all year in the Boston Celtics. Just pointing out. And that was from a guy who sees double teams and triple teams. As much as KD doesn't like to say that he didn't see any double teams or triple teams. That's what Steph has been seeing all season long. And he still put up 43 points in your face.
1: I mean, it's greatness. Like you said, um, it it took a really supernova performance. Yeah. It took a supernova performance to like, win the game
0: and it seriously may have altered the direction of this series knock on wood because i'm not going to jinx anything but i seriously think that the warriors have the momentum going into game five back at home and i think
1: it's a best of three now
0: yeah if every the warriors have the home court now because if they win game five they don't have to win game six. They can come back as much as I want them to win game six and not want to go through a stress-inducing coma, anxiety attack in game seven. They can. They, they don't have to win game six. They can come back home and play in game seven on home court where they have been stellar this postseason. But that game was huge. And for a guy who... The narrative around him was that he wasn't clutch in the finals, that he doesn't show up because he doesn't have any finals MVPs, all that BS. For him to show up and put up 43 points to tie the series in a series-altering game, possibly. It's just, like you said, it's greatness. And Stephen Curry, he is daddy.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was such a treat to watch that game. It's true. And, yeah, yeah. He is daddy. He is daddy, and it was so. I don't know. It was like I was in awe watching that performance. Um, but moving on, I mean, yeah, we were <laughs> we were both screaming. <laughs> it was a, it was a good time, but um, we were watching Clay struggle, Draymond struggle and going to game 5 like i'm expecting them to step up because if they don't step up like
0: oh and shout out andrew Wiggins, 16 rebounds
1: yeah 100%. 100% but clay and draymond have to step up in game 5 i expect them to step up because if they don't like we can't i know steph can drop a nuclear performance but we can't expect it every night
0: i think i think clay has something left in the tank cuz you know Game five, he showed up against Dallas. Game six, he showed up against Memphis. Game five against Denver, he had some clutch shots. I think he's got something less than a tank. He's going to have one of these stellar performances in game five, game six, game seven. I think I we're, know, we're kind of – we're
1: destined. We're destined for that performance.
0: For all I know, if it goes to game seven, Draymond may have like a 2016 game seven performance and put up 30 points. All, I don't know what's going to happen, man. But there's a distinct possibility with how these two teams have played that this series can go seven games. Um, Because if it goes seven games, this time next week, we would know who the NBA champion is. Um, But I think think play is something less in the tank for a big-time performance. And I think Draymond's going to figure it out. I think just his grit, toughness, championship resiliency is going to show. And I think he, even though it's not going to show on the stat sheet, he's going to make an impact on the game some way, somehow. And of course, he's going to get the criticism for, he talks too much for how much, for what his stat sheet looks like, man. You know, kids, your stat sheet doesn't show, always show what you're, how you're impacting the game on the floor, man. I, I, I was out there and, sixth seventh eighth grade put it up zero points one assist and zero rebounds and two fouls but I was making an impact on the game I mean you're just setting screens playing great defense it's all that matters and that's what Draymond does best at times and talks
1: yeah it's not always about the stats and we kind of saw it in the last three minutes of that game too where Draymond was at his best um and I feel like that could carry over to game five but I don't know. Knowing the worries, they always get too comfortable. That's the issue sometimes. They get too comfortable. They start off slow, but I really expect them to come out of the gates blazing because if they want to win this championship, they have to win this game because this is the biggest swing game. I would say game four was a big swing game, but this is the biggest swing game because if you go down 3-2, go into Boston, that's pretty bad. So. I mean, the job ain't finished for the Warriors. I'm not,
0: I'm not doubting Steph. I don't. I will never doubt Steph, Clay, or Draymond ever. But be, but losing tomorrow night will be heartbreaking, and will be. I I don't think I'll have any words to describe that feeling because that'll be such a big loss. Maybe you can make an argument that if they went on to lose this series, that could be that could have been the biggest loss that these big that this core three have ever had. Besides Game Seven in 2016, I understand, but just to lose on your home. I'm not. Damn, I'm not going. I'm not going there. I'm not going. Now we got to keep the
1: optimism up. Optimism up. Just
0: gonna let it play out. Let it play out. Let it play out. They just can't lose tomorrow. That's all I'm saying. There's a lot of pressure on them. They just can't lose tomorrow. What I need to see is I need to see another 40-point Steph Curry performance. What I don't like to see is I like to, I don't like to see Jalen Brown as number one in the finals MVP rankings. Dog, do you know how many points Steph Curry's averaging? He's averaging 32 points a game.
1: 34, and it's more than Jason Tatum's field goal percentage.
0: 34 points a game. Man, Steph's going to win finals MVP even if the Warriors lose. Let me tell you that.
1: Uh, That's not going to happen.
0: That won't happen. He'll break the history books yet again. That probably won't happen. You're right. I mean, or we can see Andre Godala hit a clutch three tomorrow night. That may happen. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Who knows? You Anything know. can happen. You never know. You never know, that's for
0: damn sure. <laughs> I conclude episode 101 of the Catching Dubs Podcast. Um, make sure you uh follow us on Instagram at catching dubs pod and on Twitter at Dubs Pod and then uh Tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Chase Center. E loud. Pivotal game five. Can't wait for my stress and anxiety attack through those three hours. Me, no. They see see say, see see. Fly girls have more fun. Peace.
1: So, what, so you should enjoy
0: yourself. Yeah, yeah. You should enjoy.